What's up, Banana Bunch? You know what time it is. It's time for another episode of the Jungle Gyms Podcast. I'm your host, Mark, and I'm so excited to deliver to you a very special Thanksgiving episode. Thanksgiving is this week. Welcome to the Jungle Gyms Podcast. We're down to the wire on Thanksgiving. Maybe you forgot to do your shopping. Maybe you just don't like doing things at all. Doesn't matter because I'm gonna help you figure out how to save Thanksgiving at the last minute. Step one, go ahead and get the idea of having a whole turkey out of your head right now. You what? No turkey? You f There's no time, it's frozen, it's gonna take days to thaw, it's just not happening. Aunt Agatha's gonna be over in three hours. So here's for your options. Okay, one. We can either go grab something like we carry here in our store, these turkey legs, super easy, really convenient. Grab a bunch because I don't know how much your family eats. Another option, grab a ham. That only takes a couple hours to prep and it's really easy. You mostly just have to unwrap it. But don't do what I did and forget that there's a little plastic piece on the inside because that tastes really bad. I like microplastics, not macroplastics. And if you're not into eating meat, that's cool too. We got a lot of options for you there. So there's a plenty of vegetarian and vegan options. But one of my favorites right now that we've got are these celebration roasts from Field Roast. It's awesome. Vegetarian. All that good stuff. Check one of those out. It cooks in the oven in a very short amount of time. Step two. It's time to get stuffed. You can do this really easily. Look, stovetop is a classic. Cliches exist for a reason. They're easily pleasing everybody. Grab yourself a box of this. You're almost ready to go. That stuff gets made conveniently on the stovetop very quickly. If you're trying to keep it low carb in the stuffing game, check out this keto stuffing from Dojoy Breads. They've got a recipe right in the back of the package and it tastes awesome. Step three, mashed potatoes. First off, mashed potatoes are super easy to make. Boil potatoes, mash them, add some butter, a little bit of uh, milk or cream, salt, garlic powder, boom, you're on your way. But it's clear to me that you're a procrastinator, so at this point, your best option is probably to grab some of the microwave ones from someone like Bob Evans. They're actually surprisingly pretty good. And if you do some of those same tricks, add a little garlic powder, zhuzh it up, no one in the family's gonna know, unless I tell them. Well, turns out sometimes I forget stuff too. Uh, like how can I forget arguably the best part of the meal, food loop, or as you heathens like to call it, gravy. Get it in a jar, heat it up. Next. Step four, green bean casserole. Green bean casserole was invented in the Campbell Soup Test Kitchen and has infiltrated our families over the years and apparently also this grocery store. But here's a recipe down in the link. It's really easy to make. You just need some canned green beans and some other stuff. Don't worry, I'm not eating it. Step five, rolls. Arguably the most important part of the meal. Go ahead and check the bakery out in your grocery store. We always have tons of the best ones. These are King's Hawaiian rolls. We got an entire rack. And if that doesn't work, check the frozen section because there might still be some left over there. And there would have been more left there if you had remembered this before today. Step six, mac and cheese. 
Okay, listen, I'm going to let you in on a little uh, Mark secret here. This is one of the easiest mac and cheese recipes, and once you make this, you're going to be mad that most restaurants make terrible mac and cheese. Here's the deal. It's kind of like the pound cake of macaroni and cheeses. The idea is it's a one-to-one-to-one -one -one ratio. So you want to get the same quantity of your pasta, you want to match that quantity with a can of evaporated milk, not sweetened condensed milk, unless you really want to blow it. Evaporated milk. It's not sweetened. Not sweetened milk. And then you're also going to get one pound of cheese. Now, if you want to keep it really simple, go to the deli, get them to slice you a pound of American. It'll hit all of those nostalgic notes you want. Okay? The idea is this. You're going to take a pot. You're going to fill it with your pasta. You're going to cover that pasta with just enough water that the pasta is completely covered. You'll turn it on to high. You're going to boil until it reduces down to kind of a sludgy, starchy mix. When it's sludgy and starchy, and you'll know it won't be quite done all the way, you're going to pour in all of that evaporated milk. Then when that gets to a boil, you're going to add your cheese slowly to mix it in evenly. A pro tip on this one, do not use bagged shredded cheese. They put stuff like cornstarch in it so it doesn't all stick together, but that's going to make your mac and cheese taste weird. Just spend the money on this one. You're already late. Last but not least, salt and pepper to taste. Step seven, cranberry sauce. Well, at this point, you're too late to make it fresh, so you've got two options. You either go classic jellied, you can serve the little slices on a plate like my mom used to, or you can get the whole cranberry style in the can, and then if you just mash it up with your fork, people will think you made it yourself. Step eight, time for a little drink. Listen, if you want to enjoy some alcoholic beverages this Thanksgiving, I get it, and here's what you could do. Look, you could just get a 30 rack of Keystone Lights, but let's class it up a little bit. My recommendation, go a little fancy on everyone. Grab a bottle of rosé. Here's one of my personal favorites right now. It should pair with everything pretty nicely, and it'll make your family think that you hadn't forgot about them. Step nine, it's pie time. This one's easy. Go to the frozen section. Go to the bakery. The bakery might have a couple left, but again, we're right before Thanksgiving. They probably don't, but you know who probably does? Sarah Lee. Head over to the frozen section, grab yourself a pie, and make sure you read the directions very closely. I'm not going to have one of you turn into the Marie Calendar meme that's been going around. Don't burn the pie. It's an easy thing to do. Keep the temp low. A few final pro tips. Don't forget stuff like this. You probably don't have enough pans ready. These are disposable, they're easy, and they're aluminum, so they're probably not as bad as plastic. Look, I get it. You have one bowl, spoon, and fork, and you've been eating cereal with a spatula for the last three weeks. So go out and get some paper plates. Maybe get some reusable cutlery. Come on now. People are coming over. And get some napkins. We're not going to let your cousin Mortimer wipe his hands on the drapes again this year. That was a nightmare. Do you know how much it costs to steam clean drapes? I actually don't. I'm asking you. And my final pro tip, maybe grab yourself a bouquet of flowers. It looks nice. Everybody loves a solid centerpiece, and you don't really have to do any work. Just stick it in one of your old bongs. You've been telling your mom it's a vase for the last 15 years. No more lying. Great. Thanksgiving is saved. Uncle Ferguson was none the wiser. So now it's time for you who prepared. We're going to make some keto stuffing with our friends Julie and Sarah from Dough Joy Bread. For those of you out there trying to keep it a little low carb this season. Also, I'm going to be in a turkey costume. Hi, Julie. Hi, Mark. Welcome back. What a beautiful spread this is, by the way. Um, also, guests, if you're out there watching this, you should be putting in this kind of effort to the show, too. That would be very cool of you. So thank you. Truly. I appreciate it. <laughs> you can, I got the little inflatable turkey. He's fun. He's looking nice. But I want to also welcome Sarah. Sarah, tell me what you do for Dojoy. 
I am the creative and Jane of all trades. I also do some deliveries and uh, manage the social media and all kinds of stuff. That's we so all cool. do all the things. Yeah. I figured it's kind of the nice thing about that's independent business owning, right? You're just like, cool, what are you doing? Uh, everything, you know? Yeah. So let's talk, let's talk this year. We've yes. been trying to do a whole inclusivity forward uh, Thanksgiving episode here. And so when you and I talked about this first, I was like, this is a fun idea for people on like a strict diet, yeah. anything like that. Obviously we do a lot in the keto game. So what, what do we got here today? Okay, so today we have our newest item, which is our Dojoy low-carb stuffing. I'll slide that over for yes. you. Yes, this is a one-net-carb stuffing unseasoned, so you can use it in any of your favorite recipes um, that involve using bread, stale bread stuffing. Um, we have a recommended recipe on the back, cool. so we've tried this in our own kitchen um, a lot of different ways, and that's that's the particular recipe that we like best. When you prepare the stuffing with this recipe, which has delicious pecans and mushrooms Ooh. and vegetable stock and, and lots of things, it's four net carbs and 60 calories and mm -hmm. relatively low in sodium. So it's amazing for people who are following a low carb diet, yeah. trying to be keto friendly, watching their macros, watching their calories. Yeah, try to gobble gobble over the holidays. That's right. Well, what I like so much about this is, you know, I tried the keto, as a, uh, an American fat person, I've tried the keto diet from time to time too. And Thanksgiving was- And I hear I, you're losing some weight. A little bit, way. slowly but surely, occasionally. Yes. It's, and that's fine. You know, uh, what's the expression? It's uh, sucking at something is the first step to being sort of good at something. Thing. So we're here. I'm just at the starting right. phase, yes. right? Um, but you know, it was that thing where Thanksgiving was frustrating because there's so many breads and other sweets and things of that mm -hmm. nature. So I remember that year I was like really looking forward to the plate of turkey <laughs> and that's it. I'm gonna like smell the cranberry sauce as I'm eating it. So this is such a beautiful addition here. Yeah. I wanted to see, I know you'd mentioned before, let's compare maybe some of the nutritional info, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Between the two. Yeah, yeah. So so our stuffing unprepared is one net carb yeah. and it is um, uh, nine, 13 grams of fiber, which is a ton, yeah. nine grams of, of protein, and then you have 250 milligrams of sugar, or I'm sorry, of salt, which is relatively low, plus 60 250 calories. 250 milligrams of sugar, right. I'm like, hell yeah, that's Mountain no, Dew stuff. zero sugar, <laughs> zero sugar, and I, All jokes. <laughs> when you compare that to the other leading stuffing. Yes. Um, that one. And no shade stovetop, you have a place in the world. That's right. You know? Yes. For so, now. It's 21 grams carbs, of which you only have, you have less than one gram of fiber. So not a lot of great nutrition sure. in a typical stuffing like this one. And yeah. we think, and we're going to see if you agree later, yeah. that it tastes just as good. So I'm on board for this. We're super excited about, about this stuffing. And just generally, you know, the reason we created this, this product is because as you said, at the holidays, when you're trying to watch your calories, when you're trying to watch your carbs, it's really, it just really sucks to not be able to participate yeah. in the big feast. Oh, for sure. And you end up putting turkey on your plate and maybe you'll cheat a little bit with a little bit of gravy. Yeah. And you eat a bunch of green beans and that's it. I mean, it's just right. very unsatisfying. I couldn't, couldn't bring myself to do it, honestly. I'm just like, just ladle gravy. Right, and so most one. people end up <laughs> cheating, right? Most people end up cheating and then you you know, you feel like you have to then make up for it and it's just it just detracts from the holiday sure. and from that whole feeling of togetherness and love that everybody wants to have. Mm -hmm. That's Pers beautifully said. Yeah, I mean personally like I I grew up with a lot of family traditions at, at Thanksgiving, one of which was my grandmother's um, uh, sweet potatoes. Yeah. Okay, so Oh, let me hand bruises oh, yeah, yams please. to you. Like 
these sweet potatoes, so delicious. She'd top it with the marshmallows. Like that alone, sweet potatoes, 29 grams of carbs per serving, of which nine grams are sugar. Right. And then let's add some marshmallows on top of it too. So oh, absolutely. Well, so, but, and you know, we're in America, so we're not eating a regular serving size probably. It's like, that's probably uh, two yeah. of those. Yeah. At least. And yeah. then my grandmother always made potatoes and you know obviously not these potatoes but she would make potatoes but just to give you an idea i mean mashed potatoes have 20 grams of carbs per serving so it's there's a reason why everybody complains about feeling tired and lethargic after eating thanksgiving meal because you're spiking your blood sugar and then you come crashing down right and there's not enough balance and we need the balance this is beautiful and that's what the dojoy stuffing's here for that's right right. yes yeah my husband is diabetic and so he is like, what am I going to do Thanksgiving? Like, it's no fun for me. I'm just going to eat turkey. I said, oh, well, we, this is perfect for you. Yeah. I will make you your own batch of stuffing. And anyone else that's keto. And we have a huge Thanksgiving, like 30 people at my it. mom's house. So, yeah. And you have to have multiple stuffings anyway for that many well, people, right. right? Yeah, and we have, like, green bean casserole and regular green beans. Like, right. I, make, I bring the fresh green beans. So. Oh, smart. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. That makes all the difference, too. It does. That's uh, Jungle Gym's produce department shout-out. Hey, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me a little bit about how the pro- like how you made the product for this, and then I'd, I'd like to know more about the recipe, too. Yeah. Well, um, Sarah and Sarah, food scientist Sarah, there's two Sarahs. I love it. Um, both with H's. Yeah. <laughs> both awesome. Love it. Both of the awesome Sarah's have really been the one taking the lead on making this product, and we are making this product. So basically, yes. we, we have the bread that's made at our bakery. And then, Sarah, describe what happens once we have the bread. So we take the bread, and we put it in a slicer and cut it the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. And then we cut it again, dry it, bag it, and then we had to weigh, you know, weigh each out. And I sealed every sealed every bag and put all these stickers on here, labels front and back. I love it. So by hand, that's amazing. How this was created. Got to love it. That's like the yeah. best part about the independent business. For real. I mean, not, not, you know, it's cool that you guys get your hands in every aspect, but in this case, literally. Get literally, your hands yeah. In. yeah, yeah. I mean, the ba- the bread is made at you know a, a bakery here in Cincinnati, but you know, every bakery has different pieces of sure. of equipment, and this particular bakery doesn't have you know, the slicer that really works for making cubes. So we take that bread, we take it back to our, 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 our commercial kitchen in blue ash Mm -hmm. and Yeah. Get it done. Yeah. Yes. So. And then how did the recipe itself, like, like, let's walk through the recipe a little bit. I know we talked about some pecans. We talked about mm-hmm. some mushrooms going in there. What, what else were you, What else am I looking forward to in there? Onions, celery, yeah. uh, sage. What else? Salt and pepper. I think there's thyme as well. Ah, the three amigos. And <laughs> I think a really interesting ingredient is the nutritional yeast. Oh, a little nuge. All right. Yes. I'm up to it. That's we cool. Have yeah, we have an example here. here. And it adds savory, nutty, and cheesy flavor. Yeah. Without dairy. Without I love dairy. It. Yeah. yeah. All my vegan friends got me hip to yes. that. They're like, it's kind of like better Parmesan cheese. Well, let me rephrase that. Better grated Parmesan cheese. I was just cracking yep. Parmesan wheels recently, so I know better than to call it the uh, real yeah. stuff. But, <laughs> because that know. is one of the added benefits of Dojoy. It is vegan. Yeah. On top mm-hmm. of being low carb, which actually is a little, makes it a little different. A little, it's an added benefit for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times when you're eating keto, you're going all in on the meat and the cheese. Yeah. But yeah, and and the dairy, but for a lot of people that are they're trying to to be clean on both fronts. Sure, so why not? It works for them. That's amazing. I love it. That recipe yeah. sounds good. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I also heard a rumor that you might be doing a little contest with other recipes related to this product. Am I crazy in saying that? Yeah. You are crazy, but not (laughs) insane. Yeah, this turkey's starting to roast a little bit. Yeah, I didn't know there was this much chest hair allowed in it, but... <laughs> so you need to put a hair net on well, that? Probably, if I'm cooking, yeah. Legally, it was like, can you just net my entire body? That's actually what the suit's for. I'm actually set up now. <laughs> so on the back of the bag of stuffing, we have a QR code, and it takes you to the website for the recipe contest. It's low-carb, low-sugar recipe contest. So using either the bread or the stuffing, and you can adapt a regular recipe like say bread pudding and create a low carb low sugar bread pudding yeah which who doesn't need that that sounds amazing actually yeah. I mean, honestly you could use that probably like some plant-based sweetener really and keep it as like almost a cl- yeah. vegan vegetarian depending on what you use on the I mean, dairy yeah. side i've well. started googling different recipes for thanksgiving for this purpose and when you google bread puddings there are so many varieties of bread mm-hmm. pudding and the great thing about jungle gyms just to give jungle gyms a plug we'll take it with a <laughs> amazing keto section and, and natural food section here you can find low-carb chocolate chips, low-carb molasses and syrups, and right. all kinds of things you need to make something sweet still without sugar. Yeah. So um, you can shop here and enter the recipe contest and win how much? $250. That's amazing. To your favorite Dojoy retailer. I love it. That's really cool. And then yeah. let me throw this out there if you guys are cool with it. Why don't, when you guys get your, let's say, I don't know, top three, top five, some top number, yeah. um, your responses, we should either, we should come and uh, judge them on the show if you'd be up for that. I'd love that. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yes. But I think that would be a ton of fun. I think we could have fun doing it. We could try the stuff on air. Maybe yes. maybe we, if we can preemptively figure out who the winner is, maybe we invite them in to do a little winner's lap in the studio. That'd be oh, fun. Yeah, that'd be great. So, yeah, I love yeah. it. I mean, cool. and I like tasting things, so. Uh, is Are we at that point of the show? Are yes. we ready to, are you guys ready to sh- stuff this turkey? We have we a little are. spread here and <laughs> we are ready to stuff the turkey. Okay, cool. All right, everybody, you've seen the stuffing up close. We're going to try it now. It smells awesome in here. Ooh, I love the, the little mushies. Always a fan. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's pecans and mushrooms and celery. The pecans, that's a great idea. Right? Mm-hmm. Wow. So first off, to me, indistinguishable from regular stuffing. I mean, the things I'm noticing that would be, quote, different are things like, oh, sometimes I have it with mushrooms, sometimes I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like right. those things that I'm noticing. The bread texture is awesome. You use what? Vegetable broth, you said? Yep. Vegetable broth. This is amazing. And the pecan, I'm sorry, what I was saying about the pecans is that adds a really fun texture that I wasn't expecting. A little crunch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now I'm like, oh, I didn't know I wanted that in my stuffing because <laughs> as I'm chewing my mouth open, but um, <laughs> stuffing's always so... One note in texture, yes. you know, no matter what yeah. you put in it. Yeah, it's exactly, it's like bread goo. Mm-hmm. And I like this because it's like, it still holds together. Well, actually, that's that's one of the interesting things about our bread and our stuffing. It mm-hmm. actually absorbs less liquid than mm-hmm. typical stuffing. So when you, when you make stuffing with our recipe, and this is indicated on the label, you just use a little less of your broth. That's awesome. And it'll, um, a little goes a long way with this. I'm into it. This is the, my kind of preparation. Yeah. Well, I hear typically you stuff a turkey from the other side. Well, I did loosen up for you all today, so (laughs) let's stuff this turkey. Check out the podcast every Wednesday on all major podcast platforms and YouTube so you can see stuff like this. All right, ladies, how do we stuff the turkey? Dojoy bread. Okay, here we go. Woo! (laughs) Stuff. 
He's keto, yeah. so it's fine. Mm. <laughs> Delicious? It is. Ah, wonderful. Now you have to bake me at 420 degrees mm-hmm. for at least an hour. After basting, right? After basting. You don't forget the basting. <clears throat> I like to start my days with a good basting. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> well, that was fun. I've never been stuffed that way before. Two ladies at once. Hey, all right, living the dream. All kidding aside, that was beautiful and delicious. Thank you so much for coming out. I really appreciate your time as always, Sarah. So nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, Mark. And I'm looking forward to doing the contest together. Yes. Huh? Absolutely. We'll yeah. see what all of these creative people can do with our stuffing and our bread and turn yeah. it into something amazing. Sounds good to me. All right. How about time for maybe a little dessert? Sure. How about some candy corn? Get the f- out of here. Coming up next, I had an opportunity to sit down with Ty of NACO. And NACO stands for the Native American Indian Center of Columbus, Ohio. You know me, I always like a little human interest angle on this, and I love learning about cultures, and I thought what a perfect time for us to dive into the Native American Indian culture, but on the Thanksgiving episode. So, meet Ty. Everyone out there watching right now, I'm sitting down with Ty from NACO. What does NACO stand for? NACO stands for the Native American Indian Center of Central Ohio. And uh, we're a nonprofit. Uh, our agency's been in existence since 1975, founded by a wonderful woman named Selma Walker. She was a member of the, uh, the, the Honktawan tribe or the Yankton Sioux tribe in South Dakota. Okay. And then uh, she was the first set of hands, so she was the founder. And then it would be passed on to her daughter and her husband, Mark and Carol Welsh. And then as of 2011, my wife and I, Masami Smith and myself, Ty Smith, <laughs> we're, uh, we're the third, third set of hands to sit in as management. So, uh, but yeah, so we take care of the Indian Center. Um, we're in Columbus, we're on the south side. Um, yeah, our efforts basically, you know, they, they speak to all corners of the state, you know. We stand as really the only viable urban Indian Center in the state, so, you know, our, our efforts are wide long far and you know very tall at times but uh, but the work is good you know it's for the people it's about the people and so yeah yeah it's been a good thing that's beautiful i love that you're doing that and, and as i understand yeah as you mentioned that you are like the like really the centralized hub for this in the state mm-hmm. as i understand and please correct me if i'm wrong um there's a lot of different tribes in the area where i feel like in other states you have sort of a for lack of a better term, like maybe a governing group that, or, you know, a tribe that is specific, like, you know, here in North Dakota, it's mostly this tribe, whatever. Right. But Ohio is a, a much bigger blend. Is that a, an accurate way of putting that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, l- let me say this up front, you know, and just kind of use this as a, a starting point. There's, there's a whole spectrum of different topics that we could get into. Yeah. And, uh, this is obviously important and it's, you know, we could, we could sit here and unpack this one for the whole rest of this podcast, you know, if we really <laughs> wanted to call in backup and everybody else, you right. know, and bring in the experts even, but, um, you know, in, in reality and without getting too dark, dark, too far into a history lesson here. Uh, one thing that can be said is the native people that were originally here, the original inhabitants, the indigenous people of the Ohio area were uh, forcibly removed back in the 1840s. And so since that time, 100 plus years would pass before there'd be a new emergence of native people. And that's us. We're this new coming of native people. And uh, a lot of people come out here for a variety of reasons. One of the early uh, reasons, I guess, a lot of people came out uh, was back in like the 50s and 60s. And that was a time period called the Indian relocation era. 
And so these people were brought from uh, different places off the reservations. And uh, kind of like what you're saying, you know, the, the infrastructure that you're speaking to is out west and what's better known as Indian country. Mm-hmm. Well, since that time period and move, you know, fast forward to where we are today, there's been a lot of other reasons people have come out here. But again, primarily for opportunity. So it would be education, uh, one falls in love, yeah. uh, career, work, you know, uh, maybe other family members are out here, you know, or there's just, you know, there's something that draws them to this area. So today, yeah, and, and just while we've been at the helm during our time, uh, we've seen easily in excess of over 100 different tribes come through our doors. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and to think about that sometimes, it's just like, you know, you kind of like just, yeah, that's who we are. We're comprised of this just really, this really diverse makeup of, of an intertribal community. Well, uh, as well, you know, the other thing too, though, is that Though it may sound like there's a whole bunch of us, in reality, we're 0.3% of the entire population in the state, and that equates to roughly about 25,000 people. So in some sense, there's there's a sense of invisibility, but, you know, but moments like this, you know, allow us to get our voice out there, you know, Please. and share a little bit about ourselves, the good work that we're doing. Um, a lot of every, everything, I should say, starts with the community and what they have to give and offer and really we've championed their voice and there's projects that i could speak to but in a nutshell they have actually helped shape our mission our vision and they've given us the direction to where we are today and um and and i'll even say too you know it is native american heritage month you know and like i said there's a lot of things we could we could dive into and each and every topic is probably well worth talking about but for for this you know, podcasts, I definitely would like to shed light on, you know, uh, you know, us in terms of, you know, the work that we're doing, but more so the people that personify our mission work and what we're really about. Yeah. So I love it. Well, yeah. I mean, tell me about the mission. Like what's, what are some exciting things that you've got in the works right now? See, I'm going to flub too, and I'll edit that. Yeah. Out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cut, start to, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but no, tell me, tell me about some of the mission. Yeah. Work. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, Wow. And where to start sometimes, you know, you really have to kind of stop for a minute and just and, and look at things. And, you know, it's one of those things where you kind of stop and you look back and you see the path that you've been down and, you know, where the tracks have brought you to today. And, um, you know, we started out very humble. Uh, you know, honestly, the agency was on the verge of probably closing at one point in time that, you know, back when we came in in 2011. And it was it was a tough start. But uh, as time would go by, we, uh, we did a, a very uh, comprehensive needs assessment with the community. And basically, this was asking the community, what are your desires, needs, and concerns as Native people in Ohio? And so we had the opportunity to engage the community. And this was over a three-year period. This was a grant project, and it was specifically about engaging the community and taking that and documenting it for internal purposes so that we could then shape our direction going forward. And essentially we developed a blueprint. And off this blueprint, this really became our compass. This became our piece that we we would, you know, we would glean on time and time again and still to to this day. And it's a living, breathing document. But by way of that work and the, you know, the pieces that came out of it, one of the most crucial pieces spoken to just hands down was culture. And that our people felt as if though they were missing that, being this far away from their homelands, most of them, you know, because mm-hmm. primarily most of our people of all those that are 
um, that make up the NACO community, the intertribal community, are, are, what, are from areas better known as Indian country out west or the reservations. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of different people in this area. But feeling that sense of connection to place and, you know, uh, just tradition and culture and having access to that was one of the main concerns that, that our, our population spoke to. And so we really looked at that. And then additionally, but right close running hand in hand with it was community, a sense of belonging, togetherness, and that essentially that same that, that meaning or the sense of being a tribe, right. you know, a collective. And we, we really stopped and we looked at this. And once we completed that project, we really had to look at, well, how do we take this from actually planning something to actually doing something? So putting it into action was the next step. And so it was very awesome. Uh, it took us a minute, but we wrote some grants and we were able to land a couple and it really started to give us momentum and we really gained traction. And even today now, and mind you, COVID was a challenge, but we maintained the best that we could. And we're starting now, obviously, to come out on the other side of it. But our program is, is, is very reflective of what our people's voice as a consensus told us. So being very specific to culture and very specific to community development. But there's one more. And so these are the pillars that NACO stands upon. These are the two main pillars, but there's also a third. So the third one is economic development or sustainability. And so with that, what, uh, what the people were speaking to is that it's fine and well that we can put these programs in place, but as a nonprofit and as a grant or as a grant funded agency, oftentimes it's, it's, you know, it's just known that you can't lean on these dollars. You know, they're soft dollars, they come and they go. Right. So what do we do? So in the very beginning, and it was really it was really cool how it came about is actually the elders, the youth and just the community, you know, and we had these different events and these gatherings. And, you know, um, we, we actually had what they call a GONAS, Gathering of Native Americans. And it's a specific curriculum all about, you know, uniting our people and bringing us together and actually, you know, a time to engage in these conversations and have dialogue. Absolutely. Anyway. What came from that, though, and what surfaced was, again, was the blueprint, but a key component to that blueprint was sustainability. And in that sustainability piece was this piece called um, a food wagon. And we looked at that and we was like, what does that mean? And we started to break it down and, we, you know, kick it around. And people had talked about, you know, opening a restaurant or stuff like that. But um, what it evolved into, though, was us actually establishing NACO cuisine. And so today, NACO Cuisine, we've been in existence for roughly two years. Uh, it's a food truck. It's actually a food trailer, but everyone calls us a food truck, so it's kind of <laughs> easier to say it, I guess. Yeah, it but, uh, but we do a lot of events. We've done uh, this past season, basically from May to the middle of uh, October and, and the same the year before. But um, we've, it's, 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 it's so cool. NACO Cuisine is so cool. And I could sit here and talk for you know i don't know days on end maybe even i don't know i'm not sure right? and i'd let you that talk, long but, but this is our 24 it, hour live stream it, yeah yeah we'll just keep going right you know bring in the coffee but um but what naco cuisine is though it's it's one it's visibility mm -hmm. it's it's raising awareness it's uh it's it's an education component yeah. you know for for the broader uh you know community at hand and uh at the same time it's a warm handshake from us to the rest of society it's us, you know, really saying, you know, our presence is here as well. We're part of the landscape too. Yeah. But you're also getting some really awesome food. 
you know hey yeah so and you know and real quick the menu without trying to get too much into a commercial here about I mean, Nako cuisine. Make it a commercial. Let's okay. around lunch while we're doing okay. this. I'm ready okay. to hear about a tie. <laughs> so one buffalo burger, um, Nako pocket, um, Indian taco, Indian taco bowl, and the classic fry bread itself. And so these are the five main ones uh, in the trailer. There's another component to this too. I'll speak to here in a minute. But um, simultaneously, it's not only about us getting out there. And you know, sharing our food uh, again, a warm handshake unto the public. But for us as natives, it's an environment that's unlike any other because it's a place where we can continue to instill the values of tradition, culture, transfer of knowledge, um, community development. Absolutely. You know, um, our staff, our team is our community, our native community, and uh, we're able to pay them. But uh, but one of the, the biggest wins in all of this that we've seen over these past two years is that it's not just about us being this vehicle for, you know, generating dollars, but it's, and, and it is at the same time, so don't get me wrong here, but it, it is about sustainability of our agency because everything over and above that's a profit is going back into the agency itself, NACO, and specifically into the programming you know, and, and keeping the lights on and the doors open. But um, what we really feel like what we're witnessing the most here is that not only are the members of our team buying into what this is about and what it's for and the higher calling and cause of it, but better yet, we're starting to see um, the development of actual ownership. And so this is, this is uh, I don't know, it just, it does one's heart good to, to witness something that, you know, we would have never been able to really um, predict. And you hope for things like this, sure. but uh, but it, but it's, you know, we're witnessing it take place right before our very eyes. And additionally, and I don't want to leave out the people that really help make Nako Cuisine such a success at the point where we're at right now anyway, but, but it's the... It's the community and has been the community around central Ohio. And we will broaden our, we're, we're going to spread our wings and we're going to be coming out. So we're going to be out in different parts of um, Ohio as well. Awesome. But the people have lifted us up like we never could have imagined. We wouldn't have dreamt this in our wildest dreams. And it's just very cool to see people standing in your corner, supporting you and just, you know, wanting the, wanting us to win, you know, in a certain way. So yeah. very cool. So, yeah. I love what a heartwarming and wonderful story to hear that, too. And I love the way you described it as being a warm handshake to the community yeah. at large. Yeah. It's beautiful. I talk all the time on here about how I think food is this universal uniter for all of us. And to me, it's uh, and I keep thinking, I was like, should I try to get this as branding? But edible education, you mm -hmm. know, and I think for a lot of people, history can be hard because history is not always the most positive um, news source, we'll say. Um, but I think this is an interesting way that I would assume a lot of people outside of your community are very interested to learn more. And to me, yeah, you want that warm handshake, right? You'd mm -hmm. like somebody to kind of guide you in. Mm -hmm. And it's a it's a fun, very easy way to get interested and invested in other cultures. And why one of the reasons why I thought this made so much sense to have you come down and do this too, because I kind of feel that way about the Jungle Gyms brand as far as international cuisine in general, where you're like, right. let's experience something that's different than your day to day. And we can meet people like yourself to come in and educate us on these things and try all kinds of 
stuff, you know? Right. I love to see you succeed. I'm I, Look, I mean, I know we've joked a few times in uh, lead up to this actual interview mm-hmm. about bringing the truck in here. So I'll just tease the audience that this spring, hopefully we'll uh, have a little event worked out. I, I honestly can't wait. I, I think I think it's a beautiful thing that you're doing, and mm. I'm more than happy to support that. I, I you know I'm so thankful that you were willing to come in here and just share your knowledge and time, and you know expose the community. You know you you made a great point about the invisibility, and so to me, having something like NACO is so important because it does it creates visibility for a community. I mean, point three percent is. I mean, yeah, 25,000 people. If you put them in a room, that is a lot, but you know, in context, it's really not right. Right. Amazing. And, and, you know, we feel like there's there's so many more out there, too, that, you know, we, we don't know where they're at or, you know, we, we've never connected with them. But uh, the one thing that I don't know, it just, you know, it, it definitely pulls at your heartstrings. But it's it's a motivator time and time again for us because we've had people come to our doors. And I don't know, I feel like there should be something on the ground that, you know, somehow can. If, if, the, if the ground could talk, let's say it like that, you know, and the tears that have been shed at that moment right there at that place because of the fact that they found a place to call home. They found people that are of them, you know, and th- these are our native people. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's 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 very meaningful and the stuff that we're doing and, and the sense of what we're really about is creating that space, because when you look at Ohio and, and I didn't come on here to to complain or, you know, to. Of course to, to uh, you know, point a finger at anybody or any certain situation for what it is. And like you said, history, you know, it, it can be very bleak. And I think everybody probably listening to us, you and I, you know, yeah. we, we know we're mature enough to know that, you know, the history wasn't, uh, it wasn't favorable to our people. And, you know, that's a reality. But yet at the same time, you know, and, and these aren't my words, these are the words of people that are my mentors, my elders, some not here anymore either, that I look up to and I like to uh, think that, you know, I did the best that I could to pay attention to hear what they were saying. But they have talked that there has to come a point too, though, that when we have to move past the trauma, we have to move into this story of healing. We have to move into looking at life and wanting to live life and not make all the rest of these atrocities of the past a crutch that we can never let go of. And those words hit home and they really give you something to think about because honestly, I think at the essence of who native people are, we're always, we, we come from a forward thinking people, you know, being proactive, looking forward, strength-based, you know, resilient, you know, and uh, the experiential knowledge that has been passed on and shared with us, even though sometimes it might feel like there's only, it's hanging on by a thread, but the, the the most important pieces are still right there. And so it's essential that we, we keep that alive and that we look to pass that on to the next generation. And so that's our calling. That's our responsibility. And, you know, it's, it's what we're about. It's what NACO stands for. And again, you know, our mission work is really about the, the highest good for our people. And that's what our mission work speaks to because they're everything that, you know, we, we are who we are. And I would even say, too, that NACO isn't an agency. NACO is the community. It's the people that, yeah. that make up, you know, bring life and laughter and everything, you know, all the experiences that we have. And so what I want to point out here, too, is that in moving forward, one of the, one of the most recent campaigns that we've really stepped into, and 
we had to look at how we approach this. And what I'm alluding to here is a campaign called Land Back NACO. Okay. And this is us aspiring to purchase our own piece of land here in Ohio, a minimum of 20 acres, uh, preferably at this point in central Ohio, because it is central to where we are. It's close by, but, uh, but that's not written in stone either. So it could be potentially somewhere else in the state. I guess if, you know, the price is right or, you know, if the opportunity, you know, it, it, it looks good and it's, it's fitting, you know, definitely want, worth considering. But where I'm going with this, um, Mark, is that our people have said the part of the challenge of living here in Ohio, it feels as if, though, there's a disconnect. And I was speaking to that earlier, you know, this disconnect from culture, this disconnect from community. And essentially what makes up our identity is really it's, it's about place. It's about the culture, the traditions, which are the teachings, the values, and the, the core pieces needed to, to best understand life and how to walk through it and, and do it in a way with uh, integrity and, and, and one that's honoring and respectful to who we are and who we come from and who we're passing the seeds, uh, who we're passing the torch onto and planting the seeds for tomorrow. All of that counts for something, but it's inclusive of our language as well and our foods. And we feel like we're, we're, we're working on bringing those pieces into our people's lives. And it can be tricky at times. I'm not gonna act like this is all just, you know, just snap of the fingers and everything works out well, you know? <laughs> it's an intertribal community, so, you know, my wife and I at the helm, you know, it's, it's a never-ending learning curve, you know? You're, you'll, you'll never know everything, you know? There's always new pieces to who our people are, you know? And so we, we have to stay abreast of what that is and try to do the best that we can to, to be respectful and honor who they are. But um, at the end of the day, it's, it's really about our, our future, our children, and so what we're trying to do is we're trying to put a foundation in place for them. And so Landback NACO is really about connection. And it's about connection to identity. It's about connection to place. But it's also about um, navigating both worlds simultaneously and doing that in a way that's uh, with, uh, with, again, with integrity, but uh, finding that balance in that, that storyline too. Sure. And so ultimately... We can look at where the past has been, the things that where our people have been wronged and the injustices and, you know, the harm and the, you know, the, the racism and the hatred and, you know, but, the, but I'm not here to get on that soapbox, you know. We're talking about flipping the script. We're talking about taking the narrative and writing it in a positive light. Absolutely. Because if we can change that, and plant those seeds in, in the next generation coming, that to me shows promise. That to me is a better future, a better tomorrow. And I think it's a way that we can, we can learn to live in harmony too. And so part of that is just, you know, um, I guess just uh, honoring our ways and making sure that, you know, we hold to that as, as strongly as we can. It's beautiful. I, I think you, you kind of touched on this before, but it is, it's like taking uh, you know, this trauma and turning it into a tale of strength and resilience instead, right, right. which is really, you know, a beautiful sense of pride. I love that so much. Are there any other things you really want to cover while you're here today? I think I probably hit them. So I've been given, uh, camera's going, but I know. I'll, I'll um, cut, I promise. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, a yeah. good human. 
Yeah, you know, uh, no. <laughs> Let me tell you this one secret. <laughs> no, I've been giving presentations and uh, the, the month of November, Native yeah. American Heritage Month. I mean, we're, everybody wants us. And so, and, and I don't mean that in any kind of boastful way. It's, no, just, I, I understand. it's just par for the course as right. the only agency in the state. So, yeah, we're, we've been everywhere. But anyway, um, I feel like I hit the, the main marks. Beautiful. I was yeah. trying to think if there was anything else to add to it. The Landback NACO piece. I, that was a big piece. I thought, I remember the other day we talked about that, talking about the mission, talking about the uh, the truck. I mean, I think those are the three main pillars that we talked about the other day, but yeah. I mean, the floor is yours. So. Well, I think if I was going to add anything too, um, I'll, I'll like go back sure. into it here. So yeah. if, if anybody wants to learn about what we're doing, yes. you know, uh, visit our website, you know, NACO.com. Uh, you can also find us on our social media platforms. We're on uh, Facebook, Instagram. We're pretty active on there. We also have a Twitter account. Doesn't seem to get a lot of traffic. Um, but you can learn more about Landback NACO. Okay. Uh, you can also learn about NACO Cuisine. And, uh, oh, and I will mention too, I forgot to say this as well. So NACO Cuisine, it actually has two prongs to it. So the mm -hmm. one is the actual trailer itself. Right. So we call that Native American street food, that which we serve from the trailer. Mm -hmm. But we also, and it's, it's, it's real interesting because one would think when you, when you refer to the pandemic, you would never want to think that you could say, uh, or one would imagine anyway, that you could say the pandemic was actually a blessing in disguise. But it, it actually was. And it, it taught us a new approach that we, that we never thought about. And this was the touchless, you know, the, the curbside pickup approach. Right. And so we began to kick around different ideas for a menu. And mind you, this happened when um, amid the pandemic and it was during one of the respikes. And so it shut down the trailer and we were kind of like, you know, dead in the water. What do we do? Well, anyway, we came up with, uh, and it was actually my wife really that kind of like with, with her genius was like, hey, we've done this before. We've served hundreds of people let's let's reconfigure this look at it through a different lens and then pretty quick it was hey we can build platters and then i was like yeah we could build and pretty soon we just start and we gathered up some different people from the community we start throwing down different ideas for uh um, dishes yeah and and ultimately it was a blend of where contemporary meets traditional recipes and a mix and a match of both and then Pretty soon we started to pull it apart and it's like looking at it even closer and it's like, wait, that's the Southwest or that's Navajo Nation or mm -hmm. these are Oklahoma tribes. And so we began to actually identify the platters as such. Oh, cool. And so, yeah, in, in 20, 2020 and no, 2021 and 2022 during the winter months from January to basically April, we offered those. And so that again is coming up. And we'll be giving our first announcements for the platters um, at the at the turn of the year, so at Beautiful. the beginning of January. But yeah, it's it's been super cool, and again, just uh, instilling pride and yeah. you know bringing in the team and staying active, the ownership, the buy-in, all of that. Beautiful. So yeah, it's it's been pretty cool. So I love that. Wow, and I love feeling that it, you're genuinely excited and happy about that. So nice thing to feel in the room every so right often. It's not so bro. You can tell a lot of people get stuck in the the cycle and they're like, yeah, it's this thing I do. But no, I think that's really, it's a really a beautiful mission. And and I want to make sure I have it clear for the audio listeners too. It's N-A-I-C-C-O.com. Is that correct? correct? 
Perfect. Yep. Just want to make sure it's yeah. in the right place. Yeah. If not, they'll find some. Who knows what they find? Yeah. Honestly. Well, and and when they're on there too, when when they go onto our website, you know, mm-hmm. there's there's a specific tab to land back NACO. It's actually, I think, the donate. Yeah, it is the donate tab. But there's a lot of other pieces in there too. There's like a library of videos and. You know, just just a lot of good information. The best that we can come up with, mind you, we're basically a mom and pop operation, and two people can only go so far with sure. the work that they can do in a day. But, but the community, the team that we have, you know, the the leadership, our board of trustees, and again, the community around us lifting us up. It's things have been pretty awesome, really. It's I, it's it's pretty cool. I love it, and I'm so. And I know again, I know it was a really busy month, but it's been really cool to get to know you, and I'm. Very, very thankful that you took the time to come down here and do this for us. So I'm looking forward to, hopefully, a lot of uh, good partnerships in the future like this. Right on. Uh, Yeah, I can't wait to try what you're doing. And I'm happy to support, too. So, everyone, get out there. Check out the website. Learn a little bit. Try a little bit. Get involved with the community. And if you're someone out there looking for a sense of community and you're a part of this, you should reach out. I mean, you're always looking to meet people from other tribes and in the area looking for the sense of community, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can invite Come get involved, rather. I don't know how to speak anymore. They pay me to speak, and I blow it at the end. (laughs) I'm leaving that in. That way you know I'm fallible, too. Well, Ty, all kidding aside, it's been an absolute pleasure. Seriously, thank you so much for being a part of this. I look forward to the future. Right on. Thank you. Okay, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving if you're out there celebrating. Or, you know what, just happy eating with people that you mostly like this week. Hey, for those of you watching, stay tuned because we're going to be kicking off our advent calendars here on the show soon. So we've got two. There's a cheese advent calendar that we carry in the cheese store. And we've got one from Bon Maman, which is a French jelly company. Uh, As you're looking at this, there's photos on screen. But if you're listening to the audio-only version, well, you're just going to have to guess based on my high school French pronunciations of things. As always, thanks so much for watching the show. I appreciate it. And in the meantime, I'll see you out there in the aisles. The Jungle Gyms podcast is recorded in the WJJI studio inside Jungle Gyms International Market in Fairfield, Ohio. The Jungle Gyms podcast is produced and hosted by Mark Borison.